Hello friends, it's my pleasure to welcome you to Inside the Writer's Cafe. I'm Cheryl Mason. Our show features not only the hottest authors, but we also introduce you to exciting new authors who talk about themselves and their latest work. I really like what Charles W. Eliot had to say about books. Books are the quietest and most constant of friends. They are the most accessible and wisest of counselors and the most patient of teachers. Are you a business owner? Do you want to know how to give your business a competitive advantage? Stay tuned to Inside the Writer's Cafe and find out. Joining me on today's show is Tina Corner. She's the author of Sit Down, Speak Up, Cash In, a CEO's Guide to Peer Advisory Groups. Tina graduated from Harvard Business School's Program for Management Development, and she has a Bachelor of Science degree in Marketing and Business Logistics from the University of Missouri. She's also supplemented her formal education with certifications in the Disc Work Style Profile and the PIAV Behavior Assessment as well. She's also participated in Dan Sullivan's Strategic Coach Program. She has 20 years of senior executive experience at both startups and billion-dollar corporations, and she's joining us today, and I'm really excited about it. Welcome, Tina. Well, thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity. I wanted to start out by talking about the company that you founded in 2013. The name of it is Leader Exchange Council, and you call it XLX Council for short. Tell me what your company does. What we do is we put together advisory boards, and we call them councils, for typically privately held companies of CEOs or presidents and even sometimes key leaders where they are each other's board of advisors. So in many ways, we call it the um, poor man's board of advisors that public companies always usually have a board of directors, and we've brought that down to an affordable and efficient level for privately held companies. And you work with all sizes of companies. Someone doesn't have to be a Fortune 500 company to work with you. Is that right? Correct. Absolutely. They can be anywhere from a solo entrepreneur all the way through to someone leading a multi-million dollar um, organization. I think this is a fascinating idea. And I think in the book, you've got four divisions. I hesitate to call them chapters because they don't really strike me as chapters. You also have your personal story at the the beginning of the book, which I thought was very interesting. Let's take a look at these chapters and and give our listeners an overview of each one. The first one is Peer Advisory Council Anatomy. And I think Mm -hmm. you've defined what that peer council is. So what else do you say in Chapter 1? In essence, so many people, which is one of the reasons I wrote the book, really are not aware of or actually understand what a peer council is or can be as a real valuable resource to them in running a business. Mm -hmm. So what we do, if you can visualize a conference room table, in a professional environment where everyone is signed a non-disclosure, that there are 10 to 12 different 
CEOs, presidents, you know, sitting around the table. No one's in the same industry, so there's no conflict of interest. And they are truly peers sitting across the table, meaning they have had similar but varied and diverse experiences to the degree that when you bring up or talk the language that you talk in business, they will understand what you're saying because they live in your shoes as well. And what we do is hold those groups, again, we call them councils, once a month for four hours and they're professionally moderated by someone who has also been a business owner um, but trained to moderate these groups with a structured agenda and those are the once a month meetings where those owners bring up their, we call them copies, so their challenges, opportunities, problems and ideas to get feedback and perspective and experience from those that have been there and done that. You know, that sounds very exciting because People sitting around a table, it's the old adage about mm-hmm. one head, more, two heads is better yeah. than one. Well, 10, 12 mm-hmm. really experienced heads are so much better than one. And if you have an issue that you're dealing with or if you have an idea that you think might improve productivity or mm-hmm. anything like that, you would have a group of people that you could bounce the idea off of or bounce the the problem off of and get some creative solutions that you might never think about. Correct. Yes. Because you're so in the moment and in the weeds a lot of times with your own business and typically your own industry that that out-of-the-box thinking or what really truly is best practice or those, those angles, those um, what I'm going to call, uh, you know, disadvantages and pros and cons, sometimes you don't even think about because you don't know what you don't know. And that's, that's the nice thing about one of the benefits of being involved is the ability to become proactive versus reactive, but also the opportunity to, instead of making what sometimes you think is a good decision, to making a great decision. I really like that idea. I had a friend who talked about individuals who could have bark mark. That old saying about we can't see the forest for the trees. Well, she used to say that often we're standing so close to the tree, we don't even know there is a forest. And I think that's an opportunity. You may be standing so close to the problem, the issue, whatever it is, you can't see around it. And by being able to talk to someone who is totally objective, that would just open the whole world and it would really break that out-of-the-box thinking into pieces. I really love this idea. Thank you. But you're absolutely right because so many times what we find is our owners will bring up a, a challenge that they have and in reality, that isn't even what the real challenge is. But they don't even see that, that it's really a different issue and a, or a different and sometimes an opportunity. So... You're absolutely correct. Chapter two is a question. Mm -hmm. It says, why join a peer advisory council? And that brings me to wondering, where Mm -hmm. and how do you recruit your members? Ah, it's it's very strategic um, in what we do in recruiting the members. And it's what we look for are those, first of all, owners, you know, CEOs who really want to be better at what they're doing. 
that they also recognize they do not have all the answers and that they recognize also the benefit that they cannot keep doing what they're doing and have something change and be better and taking time out to work on the business versus in, which is a phrase that you'll hear many times, is um, something that is critical to do because in that role, that is their job, that they're the ones who are leading the organization. And if they don't take time out to do that, who else will? And they really own it, you know, owe that to their employees and to themselves and their family to do that. So what we find is, number one, um, in looking for kind of the right fit for this is we look for those characteristics and values. And aside from looking at, you know, any industry can participate. This is not um, exclusive of any sort of industry at all. It applies to everyone who's running a business. And um, what we also look for, though, is a company who has come out of their proof of concept. So they will need to have... Um, been in business long enough to what they're doing is that they have proved it, they have a product or a service offering, and then, you know, they're ready then to really start to operate. They have that foundation. So once they've had that foundation, then they're, they're going to be good to go. So there's different ways that we can look at companies and organizations that tell us the answers to that. If some of our listeners are sitting there thinking, I would like to be a member of an advisory council. Do they contact you? Is that one of the ways that you recruit? Um, sure. That is absolutely one of the ways um, we recruit. And, and by all means, um, you know, part of what's in the book is when is a kind of a checklist of when you know you're ready for a peer advisory council and more than happy to help someone and walk through if they're ready and contacting us is a great way to do that and and obviously any information we can give them to help help them make that decision yes and then of course a lot of our members refer their members or you know refer their um, friends that are also in business as well and of course once we're, we're really established in a market it's success breeds success, right? Yes. Um, you know, we really pride ourselves in reaching out, and we do this through our strategic alliance partners through an invitation to with owners that we know are working in their business, and we invite them to come to one of our marketing events, which really is a breakfast to actually sample a mock peer meeting so that they can get a good feel of the power that's in, you know, the process, and so usually what we do is we will send out these invitations um, to, to these owners in the market and then in addition to anyone else, right, that we run across and would love to come. And that's, that's our primary way of reaching out to what we hope is the right fit. So if someone, you know, wants, to be, if someone wants to be put on the invitation list, they can mm-hmm. contact you and we'll give your website and we'll give all the contact information during later on in the interview, but I think you've perfectly answered why join a peer advisory council. I mean, it's obvious. Well, I'm glad you think so. I do. (laughs) I do. Well, I I just, I'm a, obviously I'm a business owner myself and I'm sitting here thinking about this from my perspective. And I was just thinking, you know, there are things that will come up in my head and I think, well, okay, I'm going to have to do this or I'm going to have to do that. And I guess this is the right thing to do because there's 
really no one to bounce it off of. And the idea of having a group of people that I could sit down and talk to and say, well, here's what I think. Here's what I'm trying to do. Do you think this will work? Do you see something else that would work better? Or do you see something that I could do to make this work better? I just think that's a, a terrific idea to do. And I never thought about it. Ah, great. Well, and that's the whole point. So many people don't recognize this is a resource there to help. They just feel like, well, I have to figure it out on my own. And you always hear the, the old adage of, you know, the hard knocks and, and you know, all the mistakes everybody makes in their business. And just what if you could make a few less mistakes that weren't so costly? Because the more you grow, the more costly a mistake is in so many ways. And, um, you know, so this is an avenue where that's not the case. But also to have people you can have a real conversation with you don't so, feel so alone. So many of our our members actually state two main benefits that they get out of being involved. It's, you know, as an owner, you always have to be confident in what you're doing because if you have employees, your confidence can't waver, your energy level needs to be high, and, you know, you always have to be up. And so many places, where do you get that? You know, where do you get re-energized? And so many of our members get that from being involved in their meetings because when you're involved with other owners who are also successful in making progress in, in their visions and so forth, that's very energizing to another owner. And um, so they get that energy and that confidence level from being involved in addition to the practical side of how do you solve some of these challenges and, and ideas and knowledge about resources that, you know, I never knew. Wow, I never even knew that was new technology to consider, all of those things. So their own personal development. And it makes so much sense when you say it, you know. Mm -hmm. It just makes so much sense. So Chapter 3, I love the title, Old Dog, New Tricks. And the other thing that I really like, after each one of the chapter titles, you have an insight that people will get from that chapter. And the insight from Chapter 3 is Experience Trumps Academics. Wow. Yes. (laughs) And that's enough said. It it is. (laughs) And all the theory in the world, until you apply it and have the actual experience, it's nothing but theory. Mm-hmm. And so many of the challenges that owners have is that, you know, right, no one's written a manual on how to run a business because it's not the same. There's no cookie-cutter approach. And if there was, it'd be great. You know, you just can't Google, right? I have this issue. What what would I do? You know, you can't ask Siri. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> you right? can, but there's no answer. <laughs> there's no answer, right? She will keep asking. I don't understand. Just call me back, right? <laughs> exactly. Yes, yes. So um, it's it's part of the biggest challenge a lot of our members have is sometimes once they realize what they need to do, there's a whole execution implementation to it. And sometimes that's the question in itself is the how. And, you know, that's what you're going to get from another owner is this is how I did it. And this is the challenge behind it. This is what worked. This is what not, did not work. And that's the other aspect to your point exactly. about why it's, you know, experience. Mm-hmm. Well, and let's face it, sometimes theory doesn't work. Right. 
Because it's theory. Because it's theory. <laughs> and if you've got someone that you can sit down and say, well, uh, I, I read this and it's a theory about so-and-so and I'm thinking about trying this and someone across the room can say, okay, we tried to apply that in our business. I remember I worked for a hospital when all of the dimming stuff was so big. And mm. the, the, yeah, the board made this decision that they were going to apply the, the, all of the dimming quality rules to a hospital. Well, it doesn't mm. work. Right. I would, it, it, and so it's that kind of idea. If someone else in the hospital business was making that kind of decision and they asked me a question about that, I'd say, eh, no, that doesn't work. Right. Right. So how do you, exactly. how do you find the right counsel? That's chapter four. Yes. And this is where there's a strategic component to this process. And I'm going to equate it to being very similar to a recruiting agency who's matching a company with a potential, right, employee because they have an open position, but they also need to match that particular candidate to the right company. And that's, that's where we come in in that there is a group, a council, and around the table, there's a seat there that's vacant, let's say, as an example, and we have to look for the right fit, you know, member for that seat and vice versa. So how we do that has a lot to do with the background of the owner, their journey to where they are today in business, how they got there, what they've experienced to get there, and then where are they going? So where is it they want to go? What's that vision look like? Because that will outline the challenges and the opportunities most likely in front of them that they're unaware of, haven't been there yet. And then we marry that with today their current challenges and opportunities and their own um, where the company is in regards to its life cycle. So all of that is taken into consideration along with their values, like their corporate values, and it's matched with that they're going to be in the right group. Because once you're in the right group, then you truly, I'm back to you, you truly feel that it's like your own board of advisors you did not have to put together and take all that time and effort and pay them and all of that. And it's a real good fit. And and that's what our ultimate goal is. There's an appendix that's also listed under the table of contents. What kind of information did you put in the appendix? Ah, so they are everything from how do you know what questions to bring up. So, so many times potential members say, well, what do people talk about in these meetings? <laughs> and um, so there's a list to give an idea on suggestions about types of questions you might bring up and get feedback on. And then, you know, there's the before all of that is also when can you tell that you're personally ready to be in a peer advisory council to determining a checklist of determining a right fit council for you to even the, the gamut of types of boards. And what I mean by that is a lot of times people go, okay, I understand peer advisory council, but what does that mean against industry-specific ones that might be out there or specialty ones or against an actual board that, you know, we hear that public companies have, a board of directors? So how does, how does all of that stack up? And so really kind of the definition of a peer advisory council against other types of 
to boards that you might hear of, and that's in there as well as an educational component. Oh, that's great. That makes it very clear so that people will really understand what the difference is. Because I can see how people would get muddled in the idea. Because a, a board for a public company sounds exactly like what we're talking about. And it is, but it isn't. I, I like it that right. you put that in there. Yes. Now, I went to Amazon and I put your mm-hmm. name in. And your name is very simple. It's Tina, T-I-N-A, Corner, C-O-R-N-E-R. And the title of the book, once again, for our listeners, is Sit Down, Speak Up, Cash In, A CEO's Guide to Peer Advisory Groups. And it was very easy. You just go to Amazon, put Tina's name and the name of her book, click on the book search feature, and she comes right up. And there's a very, very nice excerpt in Amazon. And if they want to buy the book, they can buy it right there on Amazon. But we really do have a deal for them, don't we? Yes, we do. (laughs) So anyone that's interested, um, we are giving away complimentary our electronic version of the book. And all you have to do is go to our website, which is www.lxcouncil.com. And you'll see right there on the home page the book, and you click, and you just have to put your, your name and your email address in because we will email you the link that you can download the book. And what is great about that, aside from being complimentary, is there are links to the tools that are in the book um, as well. So all you have to do is then be able to click on that link, and you can have the tool, and it, it makes it really easy to use that way. You're giving this to people for a reason, Tina. Tell them about your reason. I I just think this is a wonderful opportunity for people, and I hope they take advantage. I wrote the book because there was not a book out there today on peer groups and the why behind it. And it's really our way of educating the marketplace on this valuable resource for business owners because too frequently I heard, I only wish I knew about this 20 years ago from people who sold their business or the part of retiring. And you know what? I, I want to minimize that statement in the marketplace and really open this up to, to those that are truly wanting theoretically, to kind of learn about the concept and see if it could be something good for them in a a fashion that if it is great, then it can only help them be the best they can be in business. And if that alone we've done, and I know I've done done a good job, so educational reasons completely. I, I thought it was important that we let people know you're being very magnanimous, I thought, about this. And I, th- I think it's important that people understand why you're doing that. What else is on the website? That's the place that they can contact you and LX Council. Yes, and they can see some very, very, I say that because everybody's time is really valuable these days, but some really short videos from our members um, and about their experience and um, in various parts of their journey of being involved in a peer group, and that can be very insightful to listen to. There's some, um, aside from that, there's a couple of videos that I, I talk about a couple of concepts, and you can see if they resonate with you as well, and that's kind of helpful. And of course, there's just information in general about, um, in more detail, the structure of some of our meetings and, and that sort of thing. 
You're also on LinkedIn. If our listeners wanted to contact you directly, they could do that on LinkedIn. Is that right? Correct. And particularly, I encourage them to follow the company page on LinkedIn because we post every single week something that is relevant to CEOs and what they're facing in today's environment. Uh, and um, so it can be in itself educational. You can see sometimes some of the topics that are being discussed in some of our council meetings across the country. And and um, so it's another way to hear real-life stories and be able to relate and get some insights for your own situation. And you will have a Facebook page, but it's under construction at the moment. It is, yes. Tina, this has just been delightful. The book is terrific. I think you have done a terrific job of giving our listeners the general idea of the importance and the value of joining or getting a council, a peer council, to sit down and talk, talk to people who get it, who are not in your industry, and who have some views from outside. So thank you so much for being with us today. It was a pleasure. Oh, no. Thank you, Cheryl. I appreciate it. Our time is up, and we'd like to thank you for yours. Remember, pick up a good book and read. <laughs>